This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Wendy Christian is a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. She's been in practice since 2005 and she's on the line with us this morning. Hello, Wendy. All well your side? Good morning, Brad. Yes, all well with me. Thanks. Fantastic. So you're giving us these interesting words to talk about methylation. I thought, uh, I, I, thought um, I have that happening in my body. Do I need a pull for that? And then you'd say, actually, no, it's rather important. So uh, it's not, I must be honest, I've always thought myself kind of well-read in the basics of how the human body works just out of necessity, but mostly out of curiosity. And I've never quite heard that very important word before, methylation. Why has it been hidden from us or is it just a newer discovery? Um, no, it's not a new discovery. It is a chemical process that has always taken place in the body. But I think um, since nutrigenomics has been um, around, methylation has become a little bit more of a buzzword. Ah. So, um, as you said last week, you, you would need to have a genetic test done to be able to check and see whether you do methylate properly or whether you don't. Mm. And um, it's a biochemical process that is involved in so many different functions in the body. So it's, it, it, what happens um, is that a methyl group needs to be added to either some DNA or a protein or another substance and that, to allow that receiving substance to be able to function optimally. So, yeah, it has, it has been around for forever probably, um, but it's been more recently discovered with the, um, with the, you know, as nutrigenomics has unfolded. I see. And, and this, this interest in our DNA to this point, I mean, it's, it's, it's always been something that you explored, but it didn't seem something fit for just the everyday you and I to be concerned about. You know, we just go about our business. But I think as people or scientists have discovered more connections between, uh, you know, DNA and uh, what we experience within our bodies from a health perspective, I, I think it's come to the fore. And you and I have touched on it very briefly so uh, when it comes to the cycle of methylation and this enzyme test that you spoke about last week, what is that test looking for uh, in, in us when that test is run? So um, I think, you know, before, before um, genetic tests were so expensive and mm. they're really out of reach for most people. Whereas now they've become a lot more affordable. So what it involves is a, is a cheek swab. And depending on which lab you use, they have a variety of different um, tests that are available. <clears throat> some can just test, you know, individual SNPs. They're called um, single, uh, um, single nuclear, um, sorry, single, single nuclear side polypeptides. Yes. And SNPs is the easier word. Yeah. And um, they, um, yeah, so we have a number of those. And the labs will test for multiple because they never, ever stand alone. Mm. You always have to look at them in combination with others. So, um, if somebody has that testing done, you're then able to see, does your body methylate properly or doesn't it? Do you have that genetic SNP or a variation in that SNP that will prevent you from being able to, um, to uh, activate the enzymes to do the conversions that are necessary? So can you help us to understand what the, the optimal, when there's optimal methylation in our bodies, uh, there's obviously then a positive impact on our health. So if we're not running optimally in our methylation, are there signs that are telling us something is wrong and uh, it's best to possibly go and have a test like that to find out how to run optimally? Yes. 
So if you have an unexplained fatigue or something that goes on for, for too long, then um, and you're tired all the time and all the things that you're trying are not working, then that would be something I would, I would consider. If you have high homocysteine, which is a blood test, um, that could be an indicator as well. Um, if you have a family history where there's cardiovascular disease, anxiety, depression, those kind of things. Mm. If you are constantly prone to low vitamin B12, you have your blood tested and your B12 levels or your folate levels are too low. That could also be an indicator that you're not methylating effectively. Um, and then other things would be inflammation, um, unexplained inflammation, um, inflammatory diseases, autoimmune conditions, those kind of things, mm. um, chronic constipation, mood issues. Um, and then sometimes, uh, you know, a, a one that you wouldn't even necessarily um, associate it with would be raised liver, liver enzymes. So um, some of the things that you've just mentioned there are things that, uh, you know, people struggle with almost every day. And in a general conversation outside of speaking to a professional like yourself, it'll always be go to the doctor. Doctor might say, okay, you need this pill or you might need to increase this in your body. I don't think methylation has ever come to the fore. So now we're very much aware of it. You know, um, so, so going and having that test done will tell us, okay, there's a problem. So what, what, how will it show the problem and how do we fix the problem? Are you, are you referring to the genetic test? Yes, correct. Okay, so if you, if you have the genetic test and you know what, what you're dealing with, then you're able to take vitamins and, and um, other nutrients in the right form that oh. will help you to be able to um, optimize the functions in your body. So you would be able to know, okay, well, because I'm a poor methylator, I need to make sure that I take vitamins in a methylated form so that my body doesn't have to do as much work or I don't need as many of the unmethylated vitamins to be oh. able to get the same results. So what's a methylated vitamin? So a methylated vitamin would be something like methylcobalamin, for example. So we're talking about B12 here. Yeah. Most of your B12 come in a cyanocobalamin form, which is unmethylated. So as soon as it says either activated or methylated or, um, uh, yeah, normally they would call it this very long name, methylcobalamin, um, for your folic acid, it would be 5-methyltetrahydrofolate rather than just folic acid. Mm-hmm then you will know that it's an activated form or a form that has already got that methyl group attached. So, so here's a very general question, but from your experience, and I know you do the genetic tests, or at least you, 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 know, you, you receive them and send them, and then uh, um, you, you look at the results. So what are the numbers looking like as an average South African? I mean, when it comes to our, methyl, our methylation cycles, how, how are we doing in general as a population? I would say as a population, we generally tend to be poor methylators. So I would say the majority of the people that I see or the tests that have come in would um, would have problems with methylation. So we, I think when you mentioned what to look out for, I immediately thought it really sounds like a lot of things people talk about in general, not only to a practitioner, just over a, you know, around the bright fire or over the telephone. I'm struggling with this, 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 and this, which immediately made me think we probably are poor methylators. So you know, not, not everybody's in a position to go and have the g- a genetic test done or to even be able to understand all of this. But what can we do practically? And, and uh, I'm guessing it starts in the kitchen and, and the choices around movement that we can do to improve our methylation cycle. Well, it, it is a biochemical process. So there's very little that you can do 
Um, your environment will help to a degree. So we talk about epigenetics, which is how your environment impacts on your expression of your DNA. So um, you obviously want to make that healthy lifestyle choices. You want to be eating lots of your vegetables. Mm. Um, you want to be having a varied diet. So mm. enough protein, enough vegetables, and a little bit of fruit. Um, you want to be exercising. You want to be moving your body. Um, but the general public, you know, to be safe, nobody's ever going to, it's not ever going to be harmful to take a B vitamin in an activated form. Yes. So if you are wanting to supplement, look for a supplement that is a methylated um, form of vitamin B. Um, and then, you know, then you're getting the best of both worlds. So you don't necessarily have to go to the trouble of having those expensive tests. I, I recommend a test if we're struggling with something. So yeah. if, if somebody is really not getting well, you're trying all sorts of different things, they're, they're, they're following the right diet, they're taking all the supplements, but they're still not getting well. That's when I'd say, okay, let's maybe investigate further and go and do the genetic test as well. Then we can see... You know, what else needs supporting? What else is happening in the background um, that, we, that we're missing by just looking at the, you know, the straightforward picture? This feels like a very higher-grade conversation that I'm having with you this morning. So I'm just going to stick with it for another minute or so. So what am I looking out for if you're saying, okay, you can't go wrong with something like a vitamin B, uh, B12, for example, because you know, if you take too much of it anyway, your body will just secrete it because it's water-soluble. But am I looking for words like what? Methylated B12 or methylated folate or bioactive? Like, What am I looking for? I've, I've, I don't think I've ever seen these with my eyes on a shelf anywhere. So what am I looking for? Yes, so if you are looking for a B-complex, it would normally say something like um, an activated B-complex or a methylated B-complex. Um, you, know, you can remember the word and you can look at the labels. You want to see that the, the word says methylcobalamin in there um, next to your B12. You want to see 5-methyltetrahydrofolate um, next to your folic acid. Mm. So it would be the kind of thing. But then you can buy the individual B12, which would be your um, methylcobalamin, yes. and you can buy the individual folic acid in the activated form as well. So if you want to just use single nutrients, you can do that, those as well. But the key is, to, if, if you can't remember the whole word, just remember the word methyl. Mm. Um, and that if it doesn't say that next to any of your B vitamins, then you know that it's not an activated form. I think I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and go, methylcobalamin. <laughs> and I'm not going to know why I remember the word. And then I say, what is that again? Oh, yes, I must remember. It's methyl B12. <laughs> yes. okay. so, and just also remember, you know, your standard vitamin B injection is not a methylated one. So if you're wanting to have a methyl, methylated vitamin B injection, that needs to be ordered specifically. It normally, it normally comes from a compounding pharmacy. Ah. Um, but it can be requested. So you, are, you do have access to it. But your standard vitamin B injections are just just straight sine recovalement. So, so this is another just practical question in closing. If, if I take a, a regular B12, a non-activated, a non-methylated one off the shelf, which is the, what the majority of us are probably taking anyway or would take if we were thinking of increasing that, um, you know, um, it's it, what is the difference? How how am I going to feel different? If so, am I only going to feel different taking a methylated B12 vitamin if I have a if my methylation cycle is not ideal? No, you can definitely still feel the benefits from the, the vitamins in whichever form you take them. It just means that when when you're a poor methylator, that your the enzyme production to convert that is a little bit less. So that means you only absorb a percentage of that vitamin at that time. So you can definitely still feel the benefits. 
but you may need a little bit more. You might need to go more frequently to, be, to feel that benefit uh-huh. um, or take it more frequently, you know, depending on what, what form you're, get, you're getting that vitamin in. But it's definitely not going to be ineffective. Uh-huh. Um, it, it, it'll just be um, a reduced absorption. Well, there you have it. I, uh, I was, I, I'm so scared. Don't the listeners feel like when they were sitting in science class and they dozed off and then they woke up when the bell rang? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully it didn't yeah, overwhelm I, and bore I think we got that one, and, and, and uh, the podcast will be available as well. If you want to run through that again, just visit our website, kpulpa.co.za. Click on Get Up and Go Breakfast. You'll find Wendy's channel in there. Click on that, and you can have a listen again today and make sure you're heading out and getting what's best for you. Maybe you're struggling with something, you can also get in touch with Wendy. Wendy, great having you on the line this morning. Thanks so much for your expertise. We're feeling better already. Great. It's a pleasure, Brad. Have an awesome day. (laughs) Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.